Lead me to some soul today. Oh, teach me. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 44 of a series of episodes that we that we're calling Leading Others to Christ. And those of you that have been listening and watching, you know that during these episodes, we're going to be focused on evangelism. In uh, one of our goals is to is to stir us all up, to stir us up to love and good works, but especially in the area of reaching our family and our friends and our neighbors with the gospel of Christ. My name is Dan Barker, and I preach for the Creekside Church of Christ in Franklin, Indiana. Franklin is about 20 miles south of uh, downtown Indianapolis, for those of you not familiar with the area. And I also serve as one of the, uh, the shepherds there. Um, those of you that know me know that I'm, uh, I'm passionate about evangelism. I have been ever since I obeyed the gospel when I was 21 in Owensboro, Kentucky. And ever since then, I've always been striving to, to teach others, to use some Bible phrases, if you will, to, to sow the seed, to be a fisher of men and, and, and women. Um, and teaching others to teach. Uh, as much as anything, I see myself as a teacher, uh, more of a teacher than I am a preacher. But I also try to remember, and I've mentioned this every time, too, of what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. And the things that you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able, who will be able to, uh, to teach others. And also later on in the chapter, uh, Paul was telling Timothy to be useful for the master. Uh, so came up with this idea during COVID of uh, trying to identify the men and the women around the country that are doing this, that are fellow workers, uh, that are reaching and, and, and leading others to Christ in their community. And what we wanted to do is once we identified them, we wanted to do this. We wanted to interview them, talk to them, find out who they are, where they are, where they're working, how they're doing their work. And uh, so that's why we're here today. We're really excited that we have two fellas today that we're going to be talking to. We have Royce Bell and Larry Smith. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Larry, welcome. Uh, good morning. Uh, I think Royce is muted. Are you there, Royce? Yeah, I'm here. There you I'm go. I'm not all there. I'm not all there, but I'm here. You're here. That's great. That's great. This is going to be a fun interview. I, you know, uh, I know that uh, that you guys are both uh, elders there at the church at San Bernardino in San Bernardino, which is, uh, if I understand it right, it's real close to uh, Cal State University, and uh, about a mile. Really, I'm really anxious to uh, to uh, to get to the. And I know there's a lot of, lot of people out there that know you, but there's a lot of folks that that don't know you. And uh, this is going to be good. They're, Lord willing. They're, they're the lucky ones. They're the lucky ones. All right. Well, what I like to do is uh, I call it the, like the old elevator pitch. You know, you get on an elevator and somebody says, hi, how are you? What do you do? And wait, so you go up maybe seven, eight, ten floors or something, and you have just a short time to tell your story. So I call it the short bow or the elevator pitch. And so I want both of you, if you would, just take just a minute. Tell everybody, for example, where you were born, how about how old you were when you obeyed the gospel, and uh, just kind of brings up the speed of, uh, of who you are and, and where you are. So, Larry, why don't you start us out? Where, where were you born, Larry? Kind of give us a bio about Larry Smith. You just had to get Indiana in there, didn't you? Had to do it. Had to do it. 
I, I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, but uh, before I was a year or two old, my parents moved to Lawrenceburg, Lawrenceburg Tennessee. It's uh, God's country, you know. <laughs> and and uh, we lived there about nine years. And then my folks moved us out here to California, and I've been here ever since. I attended uh, high school up in the New Hall, New Hall area, and then later on went to Harding uh, University. And I obeyed the gospel probably when I was about 23, 24 years old. Uh, got aggravated with the church for a while and told them to go pound sand. Finally got my senses back together and came back to the church. I was attending a, uh, a college taking a vocational course down here in San Bernardino. And it was a nighttime course because I was working full time. And uh, somebody wasn't paying attention from the Mountain View Church of Christ. And they put a, a little sticker or flyer on my windshield. Wonder who that was. I don't know. You've been trying to find out, haven't you? Yeah, I have for a fact. So anyway, I went to the uh, the following Sunday. I went to the Mountain View Church of Christ and uh, had a very positive, warm feeling about it. The preacher was good, but not looking. So <laughs> didn't have any hair, did he? No. <laughs> Didn't have any air then, got less now. But it, uh, the atmosphere and the old overall ambience of the place was warm and loving. And uh, I've been going there ever since. Don't know why, but. <laughs> really? All right. And uh... it. I'm, I'm not going to get into the uh, evangelism aspect of it till Royce gives the information he wants to give because we need sure. to be into that together. It had a, I will say this for the moment, it had a, uh, a start to it. That was more or less just a shot in the dark, but Royce saw what I was doing on a Sunday afternoon basis. And, uh, he took the initiative on it and we got it together and it went from there, but I'll let him, go with his bio now all right so bring us up to speed uh royce with uh, who you are where you are well i'm a i'm i'm, I'm the rare sort who is a who's a true california native uh san diego's hometown uh my dad uh preached in the uh hanford area as a matter of fact my dad was uh, the preacher on the churches of christ salute radio program on kngs in hanford which was a sponsoring church arrangement and he became uncomfortable with that pulled away from that um went down the san diego area which is where i think of, what i think of as home he actually uh was the first preacher for the church which which became the johnson avenue church in el cajon and that's where barry kircherville was for a number of years and uh then went to the central church in san diego which was an inner city church very similar to san Bernardino. And uh, really was struggling and was just about to disappear. And uh, 
they then the free the uh, eminent domain came through and took the property and they went out to Seminole Drive. That's forty seven ninety Seminole Drive, which is what I kind of think of as as the home church. Uh, moved to Texas. That's where I met my wife. I obeyed the gospel in nineteen sixty three. I think I was baptized by A. A. McEnroe, Albert McEnroe, one of the uh, one of the premier people I've ever confronted. Uh, I've often said. There are five people that influenced me to preach the gospel. Number one is A.A. McEnroe. Uh, although it may have been Daryl Shaw, uh, he was holding a meeting. And uh, so, but anyway, and I've been preaching since uh, 1971, something like that. So I'm now in, uh, well, I'm actually, I'm in my 50th year now. So, because that was in uh, March or April. So I'm, I'm in my 50th year now. Uh, and, uh, Every place I've gone, I've 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 tried to work the street uh, or the campus or various locations. When I was in Venice, California, I used to work Venice Beach. I baptized uh, two or three people off of Venice Beach. That's where I met the guy who uh, started Calvary Chapel. I'll think of his name here in a minute, but at my age, I forget names. Some of you may remember his name. That's where I met him, sitting around a. Uh, a fire on the beach with guitars and everybody. And I went and kind of joined that and uh, got an opportunity to to, uh, do some teaching with some people uh, privately, uh, getting his name there. Then I moved to San Bernardino in 1997. I think Larry came in 98 or 99. How close am I, right? Is that right, Larry? Yeah. Yeah, pretty close. And uh, we, we... We have canvassed, we canvassed the San Bernardino area. Actually, I followed Jack Gilliland, who followed Bob Witherington, who followed, uh, let's see, Bill Mosley, who followed R.J. Stevens. Uh, So there's actually kind of a rich history to preachers that have been here down through the years. And then they started scraping the bottom of the barrel and invited me to come. Um, uh, But uh, my 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 work has never been 40 hours in an office. Matter of fact, I remember telling uh, the elders of the church here, that was uh, Leon Hall and Jim Horton, two precious, precious dear brethren. Uh, I said, I'd been preaching 25 years, and I said, I don't need somebody hanging over my shoulder watching me, telling me what to do. And I'll never forget Brother Hall saying, you wouldn't be here if we thought that's what we had to do. Uh, I, don't, I don't keep office hours. I do a lot of studying at home, for instance. Uh, I, I have an office, or I had an office at the church building at the time we were on, in the old San Bernardino building and all of the books that go along with that. But uh, a lot of studying I do on the side. And uh, I, I don't use books a lot like I used to use them when I first started out. I just take the text, you know. And uh, Larry uh, was the first person I've ever encountered that I wasn't having to pump to do evangelistic work. And so uh, when when I saw what he was doing, then we came up with this uh, this crazy idea that we have. We were doing uh, four or five weeks a year in evangelism when we would invite in from three to five guys or, or sisters to come in and work with us. And we've worked with some fantastic sisters in Christ. Um, 
uh, Deidre Perrin was one. She was with us at Visiting not long ago. Uh, also, the two most capable women I've ever worked with, uh, Bernice Boys, who I've known for 40 years. She passed away last year. I think it was last year. She was at Lake Elsinore, and I'd known her for a long time. I actually met her about the time, <coughs> excuse me, Barry, Ber Barry Kerchival uh, was at Lake Elsinore, and uh, she pretty well trained him to be the really capable preacher that he is. Uh, and well, and even more, um, uh, and, you know, just, just doing teaching outside. Uh, and then Sarah DeWeese, who was a member here, and her, her father-in-law was one of the original charter members of the reorganized San Bernardino Church in October of 1908. We have the extant records all the way back from that. That was C.C. DeWeese. Then she married Malcolm DeWeese, his son. And then Sarah DeWeese, an absolutely awesome uh, uh, evangelist. Uh, she was a skilled uh, sketch artist, and she would bring her sketch pad. And, uh, hey, Royce. Yeah, brother. Sermon's over. <laughs> oh, that's I good. Was, I, uh, wanted to make a, I wanted to make a comment uh before I uh, let me go on with mine now. Anyway, so <laughs> go ahead, Smith. Go oh, ahead, man. Smith. Uh, before I forget it, because this train of thought is a real small train. Uh, Royce, while well, he mentioned the elders and the quality of the elders that uh, that were currently operating in that office when he first got here, and they were noble men. And they were good men. They're extremely good at shepherding, but not very good at shoveling. And by shoveling, I mean when it came to the concept and of evangelism and the execution of it, there was very little support. And well, that's what they had me for. Yeah, well, it sounds they, like they it sounds like they recognized uh, that they weren't good at that, and 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 that's why they brought Royce in. It's it's what that's what I'm hearing. I well, guess they they had knocked they had regular yearly door knocking sessions with the church, and they get 20, 25 people out knocking doors, and they baptize people from time to time. But evangelism, uh, evangelism involved the evangelist. It didn't. It didn't involve the members of the church, although they would knock doors and uh, teach Bible classes. And Brother Hall was particularly effective. By the time I got here, Brother Horton had fallen and had hit his head on some concrete steps, and he began a decline that ultimately uh, ended up being Alzheimer's or senile dementia of whatever sort. Uh, so Brother Horton was not at his finest at that time. But then we appointed Dirk Driscoll, uh, who was, uh, well, uh, Dirk had his own skills and, and Dirk was the kind of guy, he didn't think anything about just getting out and just doing the job. So Dirk was a, Dirk was a good coworker here. But when it came down to getting an evangelism effort that would involve the members of the church, it was like pulling teeth. Uh, I worked for 10 years trying to get the church through the elders, of course, to buy into a, a really focused 
evangelism effort. Um, and that would not have taken place had it not been for Smith. It would have never gotten off the ground. Um, so, well, Larry, you remember what you remember what we were told? Uh, that, that, well, we kind of feel that you're forcing us to do this. And I really felt yeah. bad about that. I, I really and truly felt bad about that. Uh, and then it dawned on me, you know, if I'm putting you between a rock and a hard place to get you to do what the Lord told you to do, I'm sorry if you feel sensitive to that, but, uh, you know, we got it. We got work to do. And uh, that's when we really began to focus on it. But uh, I'm, I had to depend a lot on Larry in that regard. And so he kind of became a front man for me in that regard. We, we team, uh, Dan, we, we teamed up on that. Uh, like you say, a lot of the coordination came through Royce, but it's, it started off very slow at first, but it evolved very quickly. But one of the fundamental problems that we, that we ran into from the very beginning, not only was uh, the eldership, the current, the eldership at the time had the feeling that we're just shoving it down their throats, but also they uh, missed the perspective on it. And we constantly were hearing from not only the elders, but the members also. Well, we're not seeing very good numbers. And I finally preached a lesson one Sunday called, Did Jesus Fail? He lost many, many people. They just walked away from him. Yes, Smith lost a lot of people on that sermon, too. I mean, it was like, <laughs> roll your eyes on the back of the head. So. But uh, the people... The elders and the, and the general membership, they got the feeling that, well, we got to see the numbers. Well, excuse me. That's not what we're assigned to do. We're assigned to spree preach the gospel. Plant and water. It's God that gives the increase. Now, when, when, when you're preaching the gospel, when you're teaching, you're doing evangelism. You're a, you're a success. Just... Uh, I, now I don't care where you do it. It might be a street. It might be a campus. It might be when you're talking to your neighbors. It might be at a beach like Venice Beach. That was a pretty awesome place to hang out. Although some of the yep. women really ought to put some clothes on. Wow, some of the guys ought to put some clothes on too, because that was Muscle Beach. Um, but you know, and we were we were giving out free Bibles. Actually, uh, I had done something similar to that when I uh, when I was at Venice and also when I was at Irving, Texas, West Side and Irving, where Mark Roberts has been for many years. And incidentally, Mark has done an absolutely awesome work uh, there. And my son is married to the daughter of one of the elders there. Uh, but uh, Larry, I, I'll never forget, he had, had a lady he was talking to on Sunday afternoon. And uh, he said, uh, he gave me a call on the cell phone. And he said, do we have any Bibles? I said, well, sure. We got Bibles everywhere. What, what are you? Open your eyes, you know, lift up your eyes to the, to the, uh, uh, to the fields that are white in the harvest, you know? So, <laughs> and he said, well, I, I have a lady I need to give a Bible to. I said, take a Bible out of the pew. Uh, and uh, so he did that. And that's when I made contact with some people I already knew. I knew the president of uh, Lockman Foundation at that time and uh, made contact with him. And he put me in contact with his son, uh, who uh, was executive vice president of Lockman Foundation at the time, and now is the president, and that's Pike Lambeth. And Pike 
Pike said, look, if you guys are giving away Bibles. We'll sell them. We'll sell them to you at our cost. I mean, we, I mean, that's lower than wholesale. Right. So uh, we're at a little over 10,000 Bibles that we've given out over 10, the last 10,000. Yeah. We're over 10,000, a little bit over 10,000 Bibles we've handed out. And incidentally, that's been that's been done by the San Bernardino Church. That's not other churches uh, jumping in and in any kind of a sponsoring arrangement or anything like that. It's not it's not been that. Matter of fact, we quite frankly we can't get cooperation out of the other churches in the area. That's um, absolutely right. See, the, I, you know, we've, we've a little history. On everybody's that. been offered the opportunity from every everybody from uh, from uh, from Ontario to Colton to to Palm Springs. We're about 40 miles from Palm Springs to the Orange County churches. Um, we've advertised it. We've, uh, we've used Facebook ads for years uh, to get Bible studies and to inform people. We can't, we can't get brethren out of their, out of their chairs to come over here. And we've told them, if you'll come help us, we'll come help you. And uh, you know, I've been all over the country uh, with brethren who came to us from Tampa, Florida, or came to us from Ohio, or came to us from Tennessee, or came to us from, I don't know, where, where Illinois. We've had people from Illinois. Ethan Long Henry came out here in 2010. Uh, uh, that was the first week of January in 2010. It was zero degrees when he left Chicago. He landed here. It was 80 degrees. He said, you know what? I like Southern California. So now he's at Venice and has done a good <laughs> And has done a good work there. And if anybody with any sense would leave Indianapolis for this weather. But anyway, so, hey, Dan, you know I, I want to, I want to, uh, this, this is so good. And I'm trying to, and you see me looking down. It's not, I'm paying, it's not that I'm not paying attention. I'm trying to write notes as fast as I can. Just a, just a, just quick uh, takeaway from what I heard. Number one, uh, this, the, the names that you went through and talking about the history of the place out there and some of the names that I've known. And, uh, you know, uh, you, men, you mentioned Barry Kircherville. We interviewed him. Uh, you didn't mention him, but I, we've interviewed Joseph Sullivan. I know Joseph came out. Yeah, there Joseph, came, Joseph came and worked with us for about a year. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. would still he would still be here had his dad uh, not gotten sick. I know. Yeah. He's there taking care of his mom and dad in Tampa. And uh but he speaks so highly of you guys. And, uh, and also uh, I mentioned the other day, uh, we just recently interviewed Bill Robinson and his family's from out there in that area. And his dad was a preacher and, and uh, uh, Ron Adams, uh, our son lived in San Diego for a couple of years. And I met Ron and Sarah Adams. Uh, Y'all know them, you know, yeah. Them. yeah Ron, Ron was, Ron was raised here. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and, and his, and his wife, was uh was raised here also yes yeah, yeah they're they're down in the tampa area now as well but uh but anyway just the the connections of the people um uh, and i know that um uh, uh so many things like i say that the time goes too fast just uh, we might, we might do a follow-up on this but uh you mentioned several things i know you, you know the street evangelism uh i saw a couple of videos on the website of of you of going to the campus there and setting up on the campus uh, tables and and I get, looking to to talk to people and and uh, and and then at the beginning of it I think you said Royce that you've done a lot of different study approaches but now you just like to sit down and read the Bible with people is that is that well that, is that well that, well no that that's how I that's how I study myself okay. we have some material uh, 
Ross Triplett has worked with us. Ross Triplett is, was in Reno for years, and now he's back in Jones, Oklahoma, which is his hometown. But Ross did an excellent job writing a fantastic little track entitled Learning to Love the God Who Loves. He had. And uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the brethren here got a hold of it, made a couple of minor changes to it. Then I got a hold of it and made overhaul changes. To it. <laughs> How'd you like How'd you, you like to, I stole that, Smith? You want to set that straight, Dan? None of the aforementioned is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, so let, let me say something here, Dan, for a second, please. Yes, sir. Yes. This started out with something as simple as Sunday afternoon, right after morning worship, yep. setting up a card table on the sidewalk with That's tracks and talking to people as they went by. Wow. That's it. That's it. That's all you do. That's all we do on the street. That's all we and do on the street. We're not out. We get out there. We put, a, we put an easy up out there. We put a table with a couple of Bibles on it. Uh, we don't put the table at the front of the boot of the, uh, under the easy up. We put it in, into the middle of it. So people have to step under the, under the canopy you know we don't put a barrier out front say you know you can't stand here we're the only ones who get to be in the shade oh well um, and it didn't uh, take very long to to realize that because of the, royce and i got together and we spent a lot of time talking and thinking about this and the concept first of all the realization of the lifestyle here in california it's fast it's furious People don't have time. So Royce, it's secular. It's secular and it is ungodly. Amen. Yes. But Royce and I got together and developed the concept of the one hour Bible study. Yeah. One hour at your convenience. At your convenience, exactly. That was my line, but Okay. We realized, okay. and, and even then, we called it a one-hour Bible study, but even then we tried to shorten it up because in reality, you've only got very little time, very few minutes to catch somebody's attention and not to do the study right then and there, but to get them to sign and put their name and number down that we could contact them at their convenience and do a study. Yes. Well, you know, um, again, just the... Uh, uh, that you know, and, and I've done this over the years of, of learning, and what I've I use what I'm comfortable with as far as teaching tools, and I know you have too, and, and we all tweak them and uh, and they and to fit our personality, I guess we're we're all teaching the truth. We can't change that, obviously. Can I, can, can I make a suggestion real fast? Yes, sir. Larry, you're the evangelist on the street. I'm the goofball walking down the street. Let's do let's do the role play on the on the free Bible approach, okay? Okay. All right. You okay with that, Larry? Yeah. You 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 take it. You're the you're the evangelist standing out on the street holding the Bible, looking for some poor chump to walk by. Take off. Have you got a minute? Uh, no, not really. I'm headed up to the courthouse. I got a court date here in a minute. Would you be Would you be interested at some time? It's your convenience. To have a short Bible study? No, I don't like Christians. Would you be? 
we do hear that. Oh, <laughs> we I do. Know. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, my do approach you, would have been a little bit different. What I would have done, Larry, do you, you have the other fire? guy? Uh, I would say, I would say, Larry's walking down the street. He's a poor chump who's uh, lost and going to hell in a handbasket. And I say, uh, hey, you need a Bible? And Larry, Larry, Larry uh, pick what up with the say? idea. Here we go. Uh, hey, uh, did you need a Bible? Your no, I have, I have a Bible. Do you read it? Occasionally. Uh, it's kind of amazing some of the things that are there uh, within it. Uh, so what, are you heading out somewhere? You're out here by the courthouse. Are you, you heading in for the court? Yeah, I'm going on trial. Ah, whoa, really? Uh, well, I won't ask you if you're guilty or not. I guess that's what the trial is all about. So you feel the need of prayer? Would you like, would... I'd like to pray with you. You've got a few moments. And many would pray. Yeah, yeah. And, and but we've prayed, man, I, we've probably prayed with a few murderers along the way. The but that's, has, that's what I do. I just I ask people, uh, do you need a Bible? If they say, no, I have one. And I say, do you read it? Uh, if they say, uh, if they say, uh, well, yeah, you know, I, they'll usually say, how much is it? Matter of fact, we ran into that. We, we loaded up a, a, a wagon with Bibles and walked down the streets. Uh, they would and holler up to the porch, you know, with people out on a Saturday. Uh, yeah. Hey, you guys need a Bible? And they'll say, how much is it? They don't cost no money. Royce and I would did that. Yeah. With yes. Little red wagon. Wow. Red. Wow. Dozens of Bible studies that way. All right, let's let's do this real quick, uh, if we can. Uh, and I know we're we just got a couple minutes left, but uh, I want to do a. I want let's call it a conversion story. If one of you can think about somebody that wherever whoever it might have been. Uh, and and that ended up maybe it was one of the ones you approached on the street or wherever you set up. A, they agreed to study. They ended up obeying the gospel. Somebody that that you that would that you always think about and bring up maybe as an example that the people need to hear about. Larry, Larry, tell them about Linda Payan. When I first started doing this, I got the idea on Sunday afternoon of setting up a table out front just to. There's just a card table, I think. He only has two minutes, Larry. And I got some tracks that I gathered out of the dusty track bin and laid them out there. And uh, a lady named Linda Payan came walking down and we talked and we had prayer. And we talked a little bit more and she obeyed the gospel. Well, that, that's the that's the one Larry called me in the afternoon and said, do we have any Bibles? I've got a girl who needs a Bible. Wow. So he just took a pew Bible, got a Bible study with her, and baptized her. Now, she has some emotional problems, but uh, she has really, really struggled. But this has been over about a, what now, Larry? 12 years? 15, it, maybe? Wow. At least. 12 to 15, at least. Yeah, and she and she still maintains contact. So, well, uh, this has come up several times with the interviews, uh, the, the what if scenario, just like using that one. Think about what if, Larry, if you had not gone out there with the car table with the tracks and, uh, uh, and, and you never met Linda. She would just walk by and you never would have met her and never had that opportunity. 
So it's those those moments like that. We pray all the time, asking God for opportunities to teach others. And he and I think he puts them in our way and we just walk by them or don't recognize them or whatever. Uh, but you see what I'm saying? What if you had never done that, Larry? Linda, Linda would never have become a Christian. At least I would not have been given the opportunity to talk to Linda about Christ. Exactly. All right. All right, that's, Royce, what, what's one that you have, Royce? That's something that Royce and I both agree on. You, you can't. You can't build it and they will come. You've got to go take it to them. Yeah. Um, one that, that is really compelling. Uh, one of the men that was appointed an elder here was Lee Wolf. We had one person in the church that objected to Lee Wolf being appointed as an elder because they said, you, you're not a teacher. Okay. Pigeonhole that for a second. Okay. Funeral home called me, said, we have a family that needs a pastor for a funeral service. Would you mind contacting his family? I said, sure, that's fine. So I went over, talked to the family. Uh, mother was uh, Lutheran. She had died and uh, put together a funeral service for it and got ready to leave. And in the meantime, if, if I'm going to preach a funeral or something like that, you know, I, I've got to preach what the truth is. You know, it's just yeah. that simple. And I, my, my three-prong approach is I reason with righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come. This is Paul's sermon, you know, to a Roman ruler. Uh, so, but anyway... She said, oh, by the way, what church did you say you're a member of? I said, the uh, Church of Christ down on Mountain View. She said, oh, we used to go there. Wow. I said, really? And she said, yeah, do you know Brother Witherington? And incidentally, you need to interview Bob Witherington, Dan. You really okay. need to interview Bob Witherington. Anyway, and I said, yeah, I know Bob and, and Sue. said, yeah, she had cancer. So I knew they knew exactly who it was. Yeah, I said, Bobby, Bobby did our son's wedding in our backyard and uh, said, oh, well, that's interesting. I said, well, uh, this was a Saturday afternoon. She said, you know, we're going to come to church tomorrow. Got there. Uh, Lee Wolf made contact with them, came to me and said, I've got a Bible class set up with uh, this couple over here, Art and uh, Carolyn Skidmore. Now, this is the guy that one person objected to because he wasn't the teacher. Yes. He came to me and said, I've got a Bible class set up with him. I'd like to study the gospel of John. Do you, you, is that a good, do you, do you feel okay with that? Are they at the point they can analyze that? I, th I think the gospel of John is awesome. Yeah, uh, do that. He came to me one Sunday morning, several weeks later, he said, Art Skidmore wants to obey the gospel this morning. I said, well, how about you baptizing him? He said, no, I can't. I'm, my legs are too weak. I'm not sure I can get up and down out of the baptistry. So I said, okay, well, I went over to, no, no. He said, Carolyn. No, no, that was right. Art Skidmore wanted to be baptized. So I went over and I said, I shook his Art's hand. I said, Art, good to have you. Lee, tell, Lee Wolf tells me you want to obey the gospel this morning. He said, yeah, I thought I might do that if it's okay with you guys. I said, hey, I'd love it. Carolyn says, well, I want to be baptized too. That's, I can't tell you the number of times that that's happened. Uh, the three different couples that we baptized, we baptized a Baptist deacon, Larry Rose. Oh, and his wife, Ann, uh, off of a, a similar, well, that was a street contact we made with their neighbor, Doug, uh, Doug Roten. Doug Roten was a member of the church here, and we made contact with Doug, restored him. He'd, already, he'd been a Christian and out of duty for 25 years. We restored him, and he said, I'd like for you to talk to my neighbor. And we baptized Larry and Ann Rowe out of that also. So we, I don't know how many husband and wife teams that we baptized, Larry, four or five, something like that. 
Uh, but, but it, you know, it, we're not talking about rocket science here. Uh, you, you just say, you know, evangelism the easy way is not an evangelism effort. It's just being a Christian. Yes, I've preached, yes. I preach funerals for three of my neighbors here, including one funeral in Seattle at the, uh, the Seattle National Cemetery. And the next door neighbor paid my way up to Seattle to preach a funeral for a family. Wow. Was not able to, to uh, baptize either the man or his wife. Studied with the daughter several times. And she was a, she was a casting director in Hollywood. Uh, wasn't able to baptize her. But everybody in this community knows I'm a Christian. Everybody here knows that I'm a preacher. Um, so yeah, you too. That's that's just evangelism the easy way. Just be a Christian. Be a Christian. Just be a Christian. Make yourself available. Hey Dan. Yes. One last thing, Larry. Okay. Last word. Royce and I have over the years in these evangelism events, unfortunately, have had more than a few preachers that have come out and are totally unfamiliar and afraid of this concept yes cut larry one minute to tell you the story about the preacher who stood for an hour an hour with five bibles to give away tell that <laughs> well, story was, real fast larry this was Next at the court this was at the courthouse and after a few minutes i noticed that he blended in with the oak tree <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, this guy's started... been preaching 17 years now. Okay. And uh, I finally said, should I give his name? No, no, no. don't do that. Don't do okay. That. I finally, I finally went, I walked over to him and I said, are you going to talk to somebody? You've got people stepping on your toes. He said, I've never really done this before. Yeah. And like Roy said, this, this man had been preaching 17 years. And that's not the first, the only one. We've had several out here that just stood there and froze up. Real, real quick, Larry got a call. Larry's a, Larry's a commercial refrigeration guy. He got a call, had to do it. Came back one hour later, the guy is still standing there. And Larry walks up to him and says, are you going to hand out these Bibles? He said, I'm learning, I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> we finally uh, ended up calling him the Cigar Store Indian. Yeah, uh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was frozen, huh? Uh, guys, this has been great. I, I, I this, uh, you know, we've had several that have said, "Why don't you make these longer?" Maybe we need to think about doing that. But uh, let's it, do it again sometime. Yeah, we we need to do this again. Uh, and don't go away, as we said. Well, we'll we'll be talking for a few minutes here afterwards, but we're going to close it out. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, uh, Lord willing, I'd love to meet you guys face to face. And Lord willing, we'll have that opportunity. We're gonna we're gonna do an evangelism effort either in May or in September. Depends on Governor Newsom's whether Governor Newsom's was it Newsom? I got Governor Governor Newsom's. Anyway, depends on if he lets the state open up. Okay, I got you the first but, time. So we'll we've got you. Uh, I've got you on the list for September third. Be third week of September. So. Uh, okay. You'll need to fly in the Saturday before the third Sunday. So and right, I'll that, pick you up in Ontario. That would so, be, uh, that would be awesome. That you're, would be you're awesome. certainly welcome. And we'll definitely, I've got you on the list now. It's now confirmed. You know what? It's uh, what I, what I like that. I, I like the way you close. That's good. Uh, the, uh, 
just the enthusiasm that you have and uh, and I appreciate it. And everything I've heard about you too, it's proved out here to be true and keep your, keep that energy going because, and I don't want to go there, but like you've written, you've referred to it a couple of times. There's two way too many congregations uh, and I'm not being judgmental. It's just being, it's a fact. There's just way too many. Don't be judgmental. <laughs> that the congregations are just, they're not lukewarm. They're dead. And, and churches are closing their doors and people it, for some reason. And somehow there's been a, a generation of people that have grown up and haven't understood what you guys do every day. And, uh, and it's sad. And I think that's the influence of Satan is trying to convince us that we can't do it or it's somebody else's work. Get me going here, but I really appreciate what you do. And, uh, and keep it up, and, and we will follow up with you. So thank you so much. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, what would and, and to know more about what you're doing, how would what's the best way to reach you? Uh, well, Roy? The, the church's the church's website is faithlight.org. F a i t h l i g h t dot o r g. You okay. just send a note to elders at faithlight.org, and it'll get to us. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks, brothers. Love you guys and, and keep up your good work. Thank you, Dan. Love you too, brother. Thanks, man. Melt my heart and fill my life. Give me one soul today.